1: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new whistleblowers daily podcast Look for the whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hello and welcome to Stop. Hammer Time.
0: My name is Phil Wheelands
2: and we have played three games of football in seven games. Uh, Here to discuss those three games of football are, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Everything all right? Yes, very good. Thank you. Also with us this week, a uh, wonderful guest of the podcast. He is a legendary radio producer and creator of podcasts. It's Mark Sandel. Good evening. Hello, Mark. And uh, a very good friend of the podcast with us this week. It's Luca Barardi. Hello, Luca. Good evening. Luca is a fan of uh, Inter Milan. Is that right?
3: West Ham as well, I mean. And
2: West Ham United, yes, exactly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, before we talk about those games, uh, I'll just, let me just read you something I found uh, today. <clears throat> this weekend saw referee Andrew Madley bag a late winner at Stamford Bridge as European Super League side Chelsea overcame West Ham United, whose one-dimensional game plan of trying to win by playing football proved woefully inadequate against the West London money launderers who for a long time were underwritten by the proceeds of crime. As is the case in the modern game, referee Madley was provided state-of-the-art support, his every decision monitored and subject to the approval of Chelsea's players, whose fans pushed a black man off the Paris Metro singing We're racist, we're racist, and that's the way we like it. In a game where the coin toss was protested by Chelsea players and therefore given over to VAR and reversed, Standout performers for Chelsea, who once tried to frame a referee and destroy his life by lying about him, were Edouard Mendy, who, uh, who jealously safeguards his reputation as a top flight goalkeeper by claiming that every goal he concedes is due to illness or injury, even those conceded during the warm-up. His history of trips, falls and accidents in the workplace has caused MoneySupermarket.com to describe him as Simply's Uninsurable's and he has earned himself the name Edouard Pretendi Reese James, known to his friends as Cheats James, and sometimes Reese Fanes though that works better written down, gave due consideration and then overturned Andrew Madley's original decision when, after a coming together with Mikhail Antonio, he kicked out at the Jamaican International in a manner which would have had David Beckham sent off in France 1998. Judging this to be Antonio's fault, because he did it and Antonio didn't, James raised his hands and shoved Antonio, another possible red card offence. Under advisement from James to review his conduct, Madley showed a yellow card to, that's right, Mikael Antonio. Tiago Silva, also known as Get Up You Fucking Cheat, has extended his career at Chelsea, a club once captained by a man cleared of racism by VAR, even though everybody saw it and who thought that by simply cosplaying a trophy-winning footballer, he'd be one, has extended his career into his late 30s by transitioning from doing stuff to pretending to have stuff done to him and asking for the people who didn't do it to be sent off. He is a piece of shit. Shergar was kidnapped and killed by John Hollins and Ian Hutchison, the latter of whom cooked and ate most of the Epsom Derby winner. Towards the end of the game, Kai Havertz was pushed by Tilo Keira, and after checking the clock to see how much time was left and waving to some friends in the crowd, Havertz suddenly threw himself to the ground in a manner that brought back terrible memories for Christian Erikson. Referee Andrew Madley mistook this as a directive from Stockley Park and booked Tilo Keira. Solomon Kalou wrote a full-length script for a sequel to Love Actually, Final score: Chelsea two, West Ham one. Is that the, Was that the Daily Telegraph? It's uh, Henry Winter in the Times. Oh, <laughs> amazing.
0: <laughs> amazing! I mean, that's I was, good. Good. was it? I didn't. I only get the online edition, so maybe right, it's just right. yeah, one.
2: yeah, I subscribe to it. Uh, I subscribe to it. So yeah, that's the full edition. Well, I mean, it's not often I agree with Henry Winter, but I, a lot of <laughs> large sections of that I agreed with.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a grain um, of truth.
2: Yeah, grain of truth. Absolutely, a grain of truth. Um, So so let's start with that game, and then we could go back to Aston Villa and work our way forwards via Tottenham Hotspur. So, yes, I mean, there was a lot of uh, uh, fury about uh, our disallowed late goal. Uh, Everyone was talking about it. Match of the Day talked about it. Pundits talked about it. But, uh, you know,
1: nothing's going to change, is it? No. I feel slightly guilty about slagging Shearer off last time on the podcast now. Because he did at least, you know, properly say say it how it should be said, didn't he, about that incident? Um, uh, And and the point he made, which is a point very similar to the one that you made, Phil, is anybody who's actually had any experience of the game football would realise that Hmm. Bowen has got to try and jump over an enormous keeper who's flying at him. And, uh, you know, uh, there might be some contacts between them, but that doesn't make it a foul.
0: It's ridiculous. I'm still
1: fuming about it. I'm still. The argument that ex
0: pros should be on the VAR, you know, that the idea is that they should be part of the VAR decision is. um, is rather destroyed if you listen to Graham Sunes this morning. From, oh yeah, uh, what
1: an idiot! Well, on, he's just to,
0: who's who's played the game, and he's no stranger to a set of studs himself. And he likes to, you know, he, he you know, and he's a big West Ham fan. We know that he's always been a keen supporter <laughs> of what, what West Ham are trying to do. And I think we're probably his second favorite team. Hmm. But I think he's put that to one side on this occasion and said that the studs were showing. He can see why it was oh. given. You know, so what I I'm mean, saying is that, there, and there will be other pros out there, ex pros, who, who would who would say the same.
1: Hey, yeah. Talk Sport pay their pundits to, to say controversial things, don't they? I don't, I don't think he really believes that at all, to be honest.
0: No,
2: he's a bit clickbaity, isn't he? But, um, but, you know, I mean, the issue is the, 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 that it's, it's, it's now not doing its job anymore in spades after this sort of period last season where they said it might get a bit better and they were going to sort of allow a bit more flexibility and leeway. It's now not pulling out um, obvious errors. It's, it's saying we disagree with the referee about this thing, that the referee's opinion... Is as valid as their opinion, but they go no, we're be- you know we're just going to overturn that decision. It's sort of placing itself. As somebody either uh, Shearer or Mika Richards or whoever was commentating sort of said it's placing itself at the centre of the narrative, and I think that's right. Rather than assisting, it's putting itself at the centre of the kind of narrative. I, I, I of think that's
1: last. I think that's absolutely right. We've, we've now had two goals chalked off for coming together of players. We talked about the the Antonio one at Forest uh, yeah. last time. But it really does seem to me a, a flawed use of video technology. Um, the, the, it was supposed to correct glaring errors, and it was supposed to help referees when they haven't seen an incident or something has gone on that is clearly foul play or whatever, um, you know, a, a outside the view of the referee. When a referee has seen an incident... As way to play that allowed it to go on and it's debatable, uh, then that's not the job of VAR to to intervene. That is going to destroy the game, I think, if that carries on. They've come out and apologised now, haven't they? And said lessons will be learned. But you know, the points have gone. That that I think if Ben Rama's goal had stood as it should have done at Forest, I think we'd have gone on and, and, and won that game. I mean it's an if, but I think we probably would. And uh, I think um, we should have got a point yesterday. I mean, they weren't going to get an, another goal after that. I don't think that was pretty much the last action of the game. So you know, it's Luca. Is it as bad as this? Is as shit as this in Italy, or have they got well, it right?
3: Well, you know, we've had we've had in the past. You know, we call it bar charts. You know, when 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 you discuss infinitely about situations like um, the, the Chelsea penalty. Um, the reality is that football is a dynamic game, right? Um, and as Phil said, he was just trying to jump over a massive keeper and there was a little contact. But it was not influenced, it was not probably, he didn't even touch it relevantly uh, enough to even move his arm. So it was like very venial and the, it shouldn't have been called. It shouldn't have been VAR. Um but then put yourself in, in a position of, of the referee, right? So you, you made your decision, and then you called into the VAR corner. So basically, they are telling you you are wrong. So it, it is a difficult. It, it needs it, the, the, the referee should have had like the balls to say, oh, no, um, I, was, yeah. I, was oh, right. I was right. I'm not going to change it, my decision. Yeah. But he shouldn't have been in that position at the start.
0: Luca, I think that's absolutely bang on. And I think the other issue is that you've got that hierarchy of referees. And if, and my understanding is, what is was it, Madly's seventh game or something? It was, you know, and and whoever it was down at the other end in Hillingdon, um, you know, he is going, probably going to defer to that referee. And particularly if you're talking about match reports and all that kind of thing. Annoyingly, that in the, the, the nightmare that was that Saturday with uh, the, the Newcastle decision as well, we saw a really good example of Michael Oliver, Going yes. to the going to for the first time as far as I can recall and saying no do you know what I'm going to stick to my decision even that was quite a marginal but he said I'm going to stick to it and uh, you know there was a kind of sense on another day that would have been so good to have seen that
1: yeah but Mark you're right I mean he Oliver isn't he our FIFA referee or our UEFA referee I mean he's you know uh, he he feels secure in his position don't they you know, there's a real clearly a major problem with this. BGM or whatever, whatever they are, that they they need to sort it out because they're just not serving the game properly at the moment, you know. It, and and other sports get it right. I mean, it, you know, there there are um, you can argue that say in cricket it's a game with more natural breaks. It is a less dynamic game, Luca. Um, obviously, but at least they, you know, in close LBW calls in cricket, they have a thing called it's the umpire's call. Um, and if it's you know if it's sort of therefore it's in a bit of a grey area, we can't necessarily trust the technology is right. Uh, well you just go with what the on field umpire has said. You, you don't overrule the, um, the on field it? umpire it's called a unless soft it's signal, absolutely it? yeah. 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 clear cut that he's made a mistake. I think and, it's
2: I think it's um, um you know, I've said this so many times I'm probably slightly sick of saying it really. It's 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 sort of it's the complete tail wagging the dog it's a weird sort of populist idea that has gone we hear you we hear you going the referees are wanker we know you hate referees we're really desperately trying to fix this problem with referees being shit we're going to take the responsibility away from them and give it to some other people and you are going. that's not all we're asking for at all those songs have been sung since you know since football was invented it doesn't actually it's not personal as I was I, I, about, you know, and, heard, close, um, and, and 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 giving the referee more power, not less power, is the answer to it. If you know that way, ma- lies madness. If you start, you know, we're going to take it away from the referee and give it to a uh technology, but b some other referees who can just disagree with them. I mean, it's just that way lies madness. I mean, I have to say, I, I think we because we do talk a lot about VAR, it would be good to get to the football in a few moments. But, I, you know, someone on Facebook was, you know, just commenting on the Stop Hammer Time Facebook page and was saying it's really starting to become very depressing. You know, and I feel like this this season already, just a few games in and a little bit last season, the kind of shithousery from teams now, the time-wasting, the rolling around, the lying about being fouled, that compounded with the way VAR recovered a tiny bit and the euros showed it being used well but as if anything it's just got worse this season it's got worse the the problems have been highlighted they said we're going to address them and i think it's now actually worse we've gone back to a badge thickness deciding offside decisions where we said we weren't going to do that we said we weren't going to do that we said that we're going to give the you know the attacking team more leeway no no We haven't we're just back to going, oh, the thickness of his shoelace is over the, you know, is over the kind of offside line. We've just gone back to it. And it's really making it dispiriting. The whole game has become very dispiriting now.
0: I'll take the shoelace point of view, but there is something to be said that even if it is a shoelace, it's still offside. And that at least that is a matter of fact, as you say, that something like this is is a matter of interpretation. And let's be fair, looking at the Tottenham game. Without VAR, it's a penalty to Tottenham, isn't it? That you know the one that's come off Cresswell's you know face. So and I don't, don't, to a certain extent, as much as it winds me up, I just think well at least that is a factual observation. That you've okay, you've drawn these lines. I get it. But the other when it's that a matter of that kind of interpretation when it's so clearly ninety nine point nine percent of people watching this are convinced it's one thing, that's when it gets absolutely stupid. And that inevitability, it's the same way that a goal is scored now, the joy of it, you 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 almost don't want to jump up because you think well in, in four minutes time they're gonna tell me I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, well like Saturday. Yeah. Like Saturday. Don't, don't I mean, you
3: think that it has affected the way the rest of the game is is judged? Um like players falling down at the minimal touch. Uh Wasting yeah. time at every single kick or you know um, push, it, it's it's almost like if it feels because the VAR is just keeping an eye on such a small little detail, like the touch on 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 the goalkeeper, then you feel that the rest of the game needs to follow the same kind of line.
2: Yeah, I think the, foot- the football the players sense weakness. They sense that they can just tell. The referee and tell Stockley Park what to do now. You know, that what we saw a lot, especially in Europe last year, was a player just going down and just sitting there until the referee stops the game. And once or twice we saw a referee go, No, mate, get up, get up. Yeah. And the guy's yeah. still
1: trying to sit there, hoping that he will win this battle of wills. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, when uh, maybe went to look at the screen, he had three Chelsea players standing over his shoulder, yeah, yeah. watching it with him. Yes. Surely that's not allowed. Surely he should have done something about that. I mean, I think the um, you know the the controversy over the goal uh, overshadowed what was throughout a, 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 an a astonishingly incompetent refereeing performance. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no way Loftus Cheek should have still been on that pitch. He was booked early on and then uh, flat armed um, Antonio. Clearly looking twice around to see where he is. It's not an elbow as such, but mm. it is the it is that a, yeah. that flat arm that normally gets a yellow card.
2: Yeah, and as as Henry Winter pointed out, Tiago was at it all game. Uh, you know, Rhys James. Uh, all but of yep. those guys, all of those are, are, are you know actual things that happen in the match. Uh, anyway, uh, it you know it almost makes it difficult to talk about the game really because it feels like we didn't get the result
0: needed. But um, and, uh, I thought just want to say one, one other final thing about that is I know that people say that PGMO have, have effectively apologised, um, and you know they're not going to give us the point back. But it's not just about the point in a situation like that, is it? It's Corney's debut goal for us. You know, yes. that, that's going to make a yeah. difference to him. You know, we get we get a plucky point, which I think we probably deserved against yes, Chelsea. So. But it's more than just the point, isn't it? Yeah. It's more than... It's, yeah. it's three games unbeaten as well, yeah. as opposed to, you know, coming... So, you know, there's loads of other factors. It's not just the point. It, the point probably won't matter at the end of the season. But, no, no. Yeah, well, hopefully it won't. But it's just everything else that goes with that. We're on a roll. You know, yeah. we've, we've done well. We've drawn with Tottenham. We've drawn with Chelsea. Yeah. We've beaten Villa. We're on a roll. And, Absolutely. and that's, the, yeah. that's the other factors that don't get... Sorry,
3: Luca. Especially after the low game that we had with Brighton, uh, yeah. if you consider like Villa, then Spurs and then Chelsea, yeah. we were really on a up... Trajectory there, um, and that would have been like a fantastic point, almost like uh, as, as, as if if it were th- three a three point game. So I would say like it was a really important decision for our own season, yeah, considering absolutely. that we've already played the first the four of the first six team in the table. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: I know um, that the, the table doesn't look very good, but it's actually not that bad.
2: We were sort of okay in the first half. We you know, there's been, you know, we'll talk about the other two games. Uh Jim, you and I have seen all three of those games. Um uh, certainly two of them were games of two halves, and I think we've sort of seen quite a bit of that with David Moyes over the years, games where, where things change after half time. Um we you know, we will deal with each game individually. But, but similarly to the Villa game, we had trouble getting up the pitch uh, early on. We uh, Chelsea in the first half, Paqueta couldn't get in the game. Uh, you know, he he was sort of bought in. It, it's by the sound of it, by the sound of what Moyes was saying, to sort of be a kind of number ten, uh, provide uh, some sort of link up play between our central pairing and then the guys in front of him. He was finding that very difficult. Uh, second half much better. Second half, his, you know, contribution was much better. He, you know, was very involved in the second half. Apparently his stats, I haven't seen them, were very good. Uh, he looked good. Um, do you think that was a tactical change? Do you think anything changed? Or do you think they just bucked their ideas up a bit?
1: I, I felt we were, there's a bit of a sort of a, a sort of worrying habit of not starting games particularly well. And, and the first halves not being as good and having to kind of, you know, improve in the second half. Um, both as it's collectively, but also you know certain individuals. I think for a long while now, I, I, I've noticed that Rice tends to play better in the second half mm-hmm. than the first half. Perhaps because other teams tire a little bit, and he's got fantastic stamina or, or whatever. I, I, I don't know, but he quite often seems to sort of kind of feel he's got to haul us up by by, by our bootstraps on his own, and, and suddenly gets stuck in. Um, I thought we were good defensively in the first half. Um, uh and i was a little bit baffled by some of the changes that that um that Moyes made but we did play better i mean i, I you know and and uh, yeah definitely beckett came into the game um you know a lot more in that second half he's going to take a little while to adjust but i think he's going to be good i really do
2: yeah yeah and it sounds like um you know Moys sort of very publicly described how he would like to utilize him and yeah. uh, i think that's you know, it suggests he's going to you know play formations that that place him at the heart, place him in that kind of number ten role. Because sometimes we've had this slightly amorphous three players behind Antonio that are all essentially attacking midfielders. We can't necessarily see what they're doing. Sometimes they hug the touch lines, but on the whole, they seem to have a fairly free role to all just run around and and do what they like, and uh, that. Does I think because of the personnel we have sometimes make it difficult for us to score goals?
1: Yeah, their substitutions made them better, didn't they, Chelsea? And, I, and I'm not sure ours really, really did make too much of an impact.
0: Yeah, I was only just going to say I absolutely agree with Jim that the, that we we do seem to start off quietly, cautiously. Uh, there doesn't seem to be, you know, we, we don't seem to be at teams at all this season. Right in that in that first sort of ten or fifteen minutes. And I know there's this school of thought and it's been on, you know, on your Facebook page and that kind of thing is just we're, you know, Moyes is too cautious. Uh, you know, he, um, uh, you know, he's naturally defensive. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, his record against that. The, they kept quoting it, didn't they that last week? You know, his record away from home against some of those big teams, Man United, Chelsea, 67 games, and he hasn't won any of them as a, as a manager. The, the counter argument is, we're way better organized than we've been yeah. for a long time. Yeah, but there are times when it is a feel. It does feel it's, it's um, it does feel a bit frustrating. And I know that we can't be crash bang wallop. I do get that that we can't suddenly treat everything like a cup tie against all the odds and there's only five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it does feel like it, it, it's it's like a phony war in the first half, and then the second. Then we said, like Tottenham. We 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 really got going in the second half, and, yeah. and it was a much better game against Chelsea. We came out and really went for it. I, you know. I don't know what the answer is to that, and maybe it's just clever management.
2: I um, I feel this season, you know, certainly in the first few games of this season, lots of our players just didn't seem to get out the blocks for the first few games.
0: Uh,
2: Rice in the first half against Villa, and we will deal with Villa sort of on its own, but uh was one of the worst performances I've seen from Rice ever. And then he was really good in the second half of that game. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we won that game. Um, but uh, I I was quite keen for Cornet or sort of a possible replacement for Bowen in the second half of that game. I, you know, he does, the, the European goal was really good. He always might do something. He's got that sort of ability to do something. But now we have quite a lot of attacking midfielders I wouldn't mind him seeing getting 60 minutes and then coming off. I I don't know, you know. I think I think Moyes has sort of slightly partly got his England aspirations in mind now that he's in the England setup. Moyes doesn't want to sort of uh, kind of sabotage that by giving this sort of quite public demonstration of kind of taking him off after sixty minutes or something. But I feel that there's there's a contender for kind of fresh legs because Cornet was really good when he came on.
1: I like Cornet. I think he's got a bit of um, energy and pace and, yeah. and directness about him. Um, he's 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 missed a couple of sitters, um, but uh, you have to get into the goal scoring positions, you know. And he's he's found space in the box, both the one he missed in in Denmark and the and the header against the post. Um, you know, you've got to be in those positions. And 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 it was you know it was good interplay with him and Ben Rama that led to the to the the hit and the post chance. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I I I hope he's not going to turn into this season's Vlasic in the. You know, he's just going to get a little sniff of a of a chance here, there, here and there. I, I think he deserves to be properly rotated in in, in one way or another. Um, now we've got those; that's some strength in depth in those attacking areas. Uh, you know, I'm, I hope we're going to use them and deploy them. You know, in a bit in a bit more even sort of kind of way. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see. My biggest concern on on Saturday was Fabianski. I, I'm really now, really wanting Ariola to be our starting keeper. I thought Fabianski was was at fault for the for the for the um, the first goal, although none of us they, yeah, the defense did not cover itself in glory for either of the two goals. They were both soft, um, uh, but I, I just I just worry. There were another couple of occasions where the ball went through to him, and he wasn't coming off his line. You know, nearly bobbled out once or twice. You know, it just. I am just I'm starting to sense that he's not inspiring confidence. Um and uh I just He also just gets criticized feel.
0: for holding on to the ball, doesn't he? And not not yeah. starting the let's get going. Yeah, and, time and know. time
1: again, people make good runs and he doesn't distribute it quickly, doesn't take that risk. Yeah. I I, I think some the time is, is right really for Harry to obviously start on Thursday, won't he? But I, I I'd like to see him starting in the in the in the league, to be honest. I was
2: very surprised when, you know, there, there was quite a lot of um, will he or won't he sign for us, will he or won't he come, seemed to be quite a lot of negotiating. Uh, it felt like we were, we were, you know, making sure we made the right decision for this guy who is going to be our new starting goalkeeper. And when he wasn't in that Manchester City game, yeah. I was really surprised. I was yeah. really surprised. I thought yeah. it was just going to be him now, you know. Um, the knives are out
1: so. on social media for Kara, aren't they? I, I, there's a lot of really? moaning about him, and I, I I like him actually. I know he's so made some mistakes, and he has to stop making those rather high-profile mistakes. Um, but generally in his play, his play I, I really I really like him. I think like he's a really good, the fact into yeah. the tackle he 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 he, um, he gets tight to people. Um, it's his distributions very, very good, you know, he wants to pass forward, yeah, I think he's got, I, I, I think he looks classy but, but um yeah, there are quite a few people chuntering about him on various forums that I've read this week.
3: Yeah, he's probably the kind of player that, defense, that defensively would like to play with a higher line uh, also because he's not yeah. that slow but yeah. it's, it's fairly quick Um and I think it does struggle also because physically he's not a giant um, so it does quite struggle with um, low positions um, defensively. Uh, and I think he's struggling a bit to cover Sufal, which is not really um, inspiring confidence either. But we know why. That position is probably one of the most difficult positions where a player can play and start a season where you know they have to be fully fit and, and they have to run yeah. up and down the pitch every second. And you can see that uh, most of the goals were, were were not Sufal's fault, but he was a bit late on, no, we lost, we lost the ball on a transition and they counterattacked, and he was a bit late on recovering on yeah. his diagonal.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's been all right so far this season, So but too. I agree. Uh, I, 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 he seems not to be able to stop a lot of crosses coming in. He doesn't seem to get a block on many crosses but uh, uh, we were collectively at fault for that second goal rice is standing there in no man's land he had a, he he needs to go out he's you know uh, uh, ogbonna um, you know allows Everts to get to get
3: in front yeah. you know
1: it was it was just a yeah it was a sloppy goal um, both of them were really um, i
3: think there, the problem the problem is that it, it doesn't put enough crosses in rather than not defending well, um, and I think that's one of our main problems this season because we do have Skamaka, which is quite a, a tall player. You want to have good crosses in, um, and we we do struggle quite a lot with it. Also, his his passes accuracy is not the highest, and with the no. positional kind of game and the rotation of the ball, you want you want to have a higher accuracy, and I think that's what pakita does have, um, compared to a lot of other players there, including Sucek and and obviously Sufa.
2: Yeah, yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
2: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that
0: case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Um, maybe let's work our way uh, backwards. Uh, the first half against Villa was um, was a, just a dreadful performance, and the second half was good. And again, on social media, there was sort of talk about um, you know the three five two was a was too negative; it's a terrible mistake. A lot of this, you know, what you were talking about, Mark, this kind of um, criticism of Moyes that he's very negative, but that three five two had been used positively only two days before on the Thursday it was a way to actually get a lot of attacking players in the side and I think he was doing the same again on on Aston Villa and I think what a lot of people just don't legislate for is that that game came after three uh, defeats no goals no points and it was cagey it's like you know all 11 of our players were like someone who's got a final black and the last frame of a tournament and they're behind five points but if they get this long black they'll they'll win the whole thing do you know what i mean that I- sheer tension that all of them were feeling i think was immensely sort of hamstringing to all of the guys out on that pitch and when I- we got can- in
0: Sorry. sorry I would disagree with a word with that Phil except I would say that I think villa were feeling the pressure as well yes yeah absolutely um,
2: it was shit the first half of that game was sort of just dreadful on on all counts really um you know we we saw um uh we saw Emerson play much better in subsequent games I think he just played as a sort of wing back in that game I just don't think he trusted himself to uh go forward. You know, he felt he had to, you know, he's got to do the defensive part of that, you know, job. Because, you know, we had to try and get three points, but I think at the forefront, of what we had to do was not lose that game against Villa. We had to not lose that game. So in the second half, we played with a bit more freedom. Suddenly, Rice got his mojo, but I've never seen Rice play as badly in the first half. Uh, You know, running around, doing that... um, that sort of come hither gesture with his hands going, someone move for me, someone move for me. It's like I've never seen you do that before. Just put it in the path of someone and they'll run onto it. People are moving as much as they've ever moved. It's like you right. you just don't you can't see it or you don't think they're moving well enough for you. But also I think perhaps some of them weren't moving very well. Yeah. But um,
1: I mean, fair play to Moyes, you know, you changed, changed the formation, changed personnel at half time, and it did make a difference and yeah. and, and changed change the game. Ben Rama really did make a difference when he came on at Villa, and I, for me, I, he's been one of our best players this season for me so far.
2: Yeah, um, yes,
1: to sort of have bulked out a little bit, seems to be a little bit more confident. Really good assist for what should have been the Cornet goal, um, you know, that hit the post. Mm. Um, you know, taking men on a bit more, um, just making slightly better decisions. I think having that just a bit of swagger about him. This season, it feels to me, and um, you know he's got he's got the flair, he's got the ability, isn't he? Just just yeah. just been lacking that that little bit of. He's blown hot and cold. He's had some great games. Yeah, uh, and Brian then, wasn't then, good and then sort of disappeared. Yeah, I, right. I wasn't live, I didn't see that live. So, no, um, yeah, people good. have said that that was that was his dip. But I mean, you know, certainly I thought he was the best player on the park at, at, at Forest. Um, yeah, and uh, definitely against that in that second half of Villa. You know, it's, it's just 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 picking up the ball and driving with it, running with it, committing players, getting getting opposition players turning. You know, um, finding out we we we're playing too much. So, I mean, very obvious against against um, Chelsea and and also first half against Tottenham to an extent. Too many sideways passes. Too, too not enough yeah. commitment. Not enough, you know, risk taking on the ball. Not about you know, and and that's what happens when, as you say, Mark. You, you you're in that run and you're lacking a bit of confidence and, and you don't want to be the one that makes the kind of key mistake. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll let's face it. We did draw against Chelsea. It would just been denied by officialdom. them. And I hope they see it that way and see that week as, as, as a game where, you know, the, the beaten Villa, they have played well against Tottenham and deserve to win the game. They've played pretty well against Chelsea. It's certainly restricted. We have more shots than Chelsea in that game. Um, and in the end, the better chances in that second half and, and, and certainly should have got something out of it. And I hope that's that will have fed into the confidence. And we need a morale-boosting, other morale-boosting win in Europe. And, you know, onwards and upwards, you hope.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then there was the Spurs game. And uh, I thought, you know, yeah. it was one of those uh, occasions, you know, under the lights, it's Spurs, full stadium, you know, that we couldn't... Uh, we couldn't in all consciousness play badly in that game. And we didn't play very well in it. Um, uh, You know, they were a handful Um, and it was the perfect way to sort of uh, introduce (laughs) Paqueta big, important game. I thought he, I thought he did really well. He ran about, he couldn't hide in front of 60,000 fans. Uh, He really showed willing, Um, really really good way to introduce him on the front foot. Traditional enemy, Sixty thousand people couldn't have been a better introduction for Paquetta.
0: I agree, although of course the the the, the at the end when him and Emerson got yeah. in each other's way. Yeah, and yeah, as we as we're walking out, somebody said, "Well, they're both new signings; they probably don't yeah. know each other." And somebody said, "No, they played at Leon together last season. Yeah, they yeah. were in the same blooming team." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. It was a bit kickball at scramble, wasn't it? Because we had them, you know, we sort of had them on the ropes. We were sort of going for the win oh, yeah. that thing. And I Definitely think it was yeah. like, you know, um, there was a sort of sense of urgency because of tick, tick, tick that slightly, you know, made rash decisions. And I think just leaving, leaving it for each other was just like, ah, oh, fellas, you know,
0: one of them. But had the roof never- would have come off. And what a yeah. debut that would have been for him. And yeah, I agree absolutely. with Jim, we deserve to win that game. yeah
1: yeah, definitely those second half chances we created a lot of chances second half um you know uh uh, yeah yeah just you know one of those those. i've got to say i mean we often um we often uh say disparaging things at at times about antonio though we love him his flick for yeah it It was amazing yeah Yeah. if that been one of the the big names. I do think Gabriel Jesus had done that. Yeah. We would not have stopped seeing replays of it on Sky and wherever. It gorgeous. It was fucking brilliant. You know, Tottenham fans are complaining about the throwing, aren't they? They're yeah, complaining yeah. that it was a yeah, foul throw. Top. But anyway, no, let's let them complain. Throw. When was the last time a foul throw was given?
2: This is a Zoom meeting and we have about 30 seconds of it left. <laughs> So let's do predictions for Thursday against Star Bucharest.
1: Ah, uh, right. Somebody told me I don't know if it's true, but they've got a player who um, was 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 score for Astria Gugu against us. Right. Was yeah. uh, so that's probably got bad, about ten seconds, know. Jim. Uh, okay, I
2: think
0: uh, two-one West Ham.
1: Two-one. We're, we're they're three off. The, they the
0: three off bottom. Three off the bottom in there.